Welcome to Community Centered, a show that features people in the community doing good things. Now, here are your hosts, <laughs> Debbie O'Handley and Margie Kyle. Happy Tuesday, listeners. My name is Debbie O'Hanley. I am the executive director of the Hope House Foundation and one of your hosts with my friend, Margie Kyle, founder of Little Smiles in North Carolina. Margie, how are you? Well, we just don't know whatever's going to happen here, do we? We don't. You know, I walked in the door here today and I said, sometimes this is the happiest part of my week is I can sit for an hour without any tears, because I know I'm always going to get a smile from Margie. Oh, thank you. And, and we I hope, always get hope from you. Right. And we hope that our visitors, when they come to spend some time with us, leave here with a hope and a smile, and they can talk about the wonderful stuff they're doing in our community. So speaking of which, did you do anything wonderful, hopeful, or smiley this weekend? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I had, for the first time in a long time, just a very relaxed weekend which nice. i needed yeah and uh sometimes just, it's good not it to is. plan it is it's good i i played with my lighting okay and i lit up my kitchen with lots of rope lighting and different types of lighting to make it interesting and fun fun and then i played out on my little mm -hmm. patio and tried to make it interesting and you know, I love working with lighting because it can make such a difference and we don't even realize it. Well, I think with everything that's happening in the headlines, we could all use a little more light yeah, in our lives, that's right? right? Good light. Yes. And no matter where we find it, we should be looking for the light. Yeah. And being able to spread so, it. Um, tomorrow, I have an article coming out on LKN Connect on health and wellness in lighting. Nice. And how it can really change how you feel. Mm, I think we're going to come into that season, that seasonal Over effectiveness here. disorder. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the sun does shine, and this is my favorite time of year in North Carolina, right? The September, October, where the sun is still warm. It's very, very light out. It's a little bit cool in the morning yes. and a little bit cool at night. And we're all enjoying the beautiful effects of this fall so far. And I talk about in the article, too, what I've done with clients in the past is take a picture of their room at night with the lights on because lighting changes four times a day. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize, like, I don't want the new LED lights. I want the old bulb. And they've got this yellow glow in the corner. Mm -hmm. If you switch that out and put it in an LED, either cooler or warm or whatever, and I go into all of that, too. Um, all of a sudden, everything is clean, clear, white lighting, and it makes all the difference in the world. I so bet. The, the human eye can't see it because the older we get, we see things in a yellow tone anyway. <laughs> Are you saying we see things when we get older, Margie? <laughs> well, we, we sort of do. Um, and there's, they're more yellowed as we age. Mm. But the camera tells the story because you can really see that yellow glow. Wow. You know, we have a um, a little girl at the Hope House who is autistic, and 
you know, we were having some trouble with her. So I asked mom, what's one thing you think that would help her sleep and get more comfortable? And she said, you know, lighting in her room. Low lighting. Yeah. So we ended up getting her a night sky um, light, which I actually ordered for myself because it was so cool and absolutely relaxing and lovely to look at the Mm -hmm. light blue and the stars and everything in the sky. So um, that's our girl, Zoe. We are... um, participating in the autism walk this weekend on Saturday up at Truist Field. And we are Team Zoe. So we're trying to raise money and um, encouragement and support for her. But you are absolutely right about the light. Yeah. That can make a huge difference. And all of a sudden, you know, we had to move last, right before Christmas. And I just didn't get the time to really do what I wanted to. And Mm -hmm. I took a step back, took pictures and thought, this kitchen's really boring. I need to just have some pop here and there and sparkle. And if you know Margie or ever <laughs> been to Margie's house, boring to her is, is maybe normal <laughs> to the rest of the world. Boring probably looks like normal to all of us. So I'm sure it looks beautiful. If well, you can always turn it off. But if it's not there, you can't turn it on. Absolutely true. I know this weekend was the (laughs) Balloon Festival, and our guest was just telling us that it's the first time in 10 years that the balloons did not get to fly. They're even depressed. (laughs) Isn't that about par for the course these days? That poor balloons didn't even get to get launched. That's terrible. You know, we are all looking for a little normal these days, right? (laughs) And normal is one of those things that we really can uh, hang our hope on. And it'll give us a smile. But when the balloons can't even get launched, (laughs) what next? I don't know. That's terrible. It is terrible, isn't yeah. it? So, but I think they made the best of it with some um, evening glow thing that they did. And actually, this weekend I was trying to get down to Hot Glass Alley. Have you been down there? No, I haven't. Hot Glass Alley, very cool in Charlotte. It is a glass blowing uh, facility. Oh, fun. So you can actually blow the glass yourself, or um, participate in a class, or go and buy glass that has been hand-blown. And this past weekend, they were doing something on Friday night um, called Blow in the Dark. (laughs) And the only thing that you would have been able to see is the glass blowers blowing the glass and creating. Absolutely. So um, look it up. It's Hot Glass Alley. It's a very, very cool place and a fun thing to do. If you don't have anything to do, it is kind of fun. If that sort of thing interests you. And this is the time of year to go because it can get rather warm in there during the summer. So this is the time that you want to go when it gets cooler at night. And you might end up with some magnificent piece of glass that you were instructed on how to blow. That sounds like a really fun evening. It it, it probably was. I'm sorry I missed it. I had, uh, like you, probably one of the first relaxing weekends I've had uh, in a long time. Uh, There's been a lot going on and a lot going on in our community. And so it was just one of those step back moments, right? That's right. Where we yeah. get to regroup yeah. and get our um, our tanks filled up with some gas. So that that is something um, we all need. And I'm excited about our guest today. I know that um, you uh, secured her for us for this interview. She is, I think, wears many hats. Many. And, and has some jewelry I think I might like. I, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> knock you down for that, Marty. <laughs> we can you, share. You absolutely, we, we both like to sparkle and bring it on. But um, she is multi-talented, and I think she's got her um, hand in a lot of different things. So I'm looking forward to 
the good and the hope that she's creating in our community and how she's putting the smile on the face of some people that really need the services that she provides. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you um, are thinking, you don't even know who it is yet, but that you might want to talk to Margie or I, you can always call the station at 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. And you can talk to Margie, myself, or our fabulous guest, Judy Rowland. Mm-hmm. How about that? And I, Little Smiles has worked with Interim Home Health Care for 13 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They were one of the first that we called. I bet. And um, I've I've had a wonderful experience myself with them when I had my hip replaced. Okay. They came and took care of me after surgery. Well, I am looking forward to hearing about all of the wonderful things that uh, they can provide to us, and plus all of the multi-hats she wears. We will get in the lowdown from <laughs> Judy Rowland with Interim Healthcare when we come back from our studio break. Thank you, Bill, for giving me the heads up on that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Tuesday listeners. I am so excited to be here. Um, Julie Rowland is going to be with us here in a minute. Margie's going to introduce her with Interim Healthcare. But I do want to remind listeners of October 28th coming up this weekend from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we are having the community yard sale up at the studio in Statesville. That's on Radio Road in Statesville. If you are coming um, to participate in that and spend some money and have some fun, I think it's going to be a great day. Remember, 6 a.m., the early bird gets the worm. Oh, I don't like worms. I know, but there might be some really (laughs) cool things up there. So I hope that um, listeners can join us there. Margie, take it away. Thank you. As I said, I have worked with Interim for the past 13 years since we started. And um, I'm, I'm delighted to meet you. I appreciate uh, you ladies having me. Yeah. I called Lisa, who took it over from Bill, who was right down here at the picture. Right. And we have done a lot. My theory with Atrium, or with Atrium, uh, Interim, was the nurses come to the storage unit, as I had a picture here, and fill their car up with all the toys they can put in their car. So if a child's having a bad day, they can just whip out to the car and pull out a blanket, a stuffed animal, a Mm. game, a book, whatever. Absolutely. And so that's really how we got started with intro. And, And then you guys started putting in requests for technology, and we just sort of grew together that way because a child doesn't understand when they're hurting and why they're hurting and why they had to have this pain. Sure. So, but you don't go to the house as a nurse. And what is your position there? I'm actually the business development representative. So I call on uh, nursing facilities, hospitals, um, anyone that can use home care, skilled or unskilled in their home. So we have services from 
coming in and helping with groceries, medication, bathing, to skilled nursing. And we're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we work with the newborn to the elderly. So, yes, so you cover the whole gamut. We do. We can we can go in and take care of children as well. I think when people think home health services, they're thinking of just the elderly, but we work with children as well. Yeah. So that makes us a little bit unique. Very unique because a lot of the moms don't really know how to do the Correct. Or they're, healthcare. Or they're working and they have to have help. Yeah, yeah. So important. It really is. Yeah. That's good that you're there for our community, for sure. I can understand that. Tell us a little bit more about how um, someone would get in touch with you if, sh- if they should need services. Well, you can always call our office, which is located in Mooresville, and that number is 704-658-0555. Um, our office manager is Lisa Smallwood. Right. And you can speak with her. We have an RN on staff as well. Um, or you can go to interimhealthcare.com and look at our services there. So that would be the easiest way. That's awesome. So if I'm a mom and I have a small child and I've been in the hospital with them and I'm coming out of the hospital and I'm saying, I'm going to need some help. Yeah. I would call you to contract with you to get some services there. Yes. A lot of times we work with the discharge nurses in hospitals or facilities for that reason. Mm -hmm. So that when someone is getting ready to leave the facility and they are going to need extended care, that's when they would reach out to us. Okay. So that's exactly how that works. You're very right. Mostly you would think of an elder care or situation like that. Someone, I would never think of a child. And there have been times at Hope House where... Uh, someone like you or your your uh, organization would be really beneficial to have had um, that help, especially when your child might be sick and you might not have knowledge of what how to care that's for right. them. That's right, and that's why it, I thought you would enjoy meeting. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It can be very overwhelming yeah. for someone. So having to learn to do certain things for their children. So having someone else come in that can do it is is a big help. I know right now we're seeing more and more children that are coming in with allergies. And, and, and I mean, not just simple allergies, complicated allergies. My car was green today. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on in the fall, if there's some kind of mold or something. But that's this happening. is new. I think so. Oh, chuck it up to all the other crazy things. That <laughs> all are the happening. other weird things going on. <laughs> the balloons won't go up. The mold will keep right, it down. Right, right, <laughs> for sure. So, tell me more a little bit about Interim Healthcare. How long have they been around? Do you know, we have been in business for over sixty years. So we have three hundred. Um, thousand independently owned and operated franchises. Wow. So um, we have over 75,000 healthcare workers for interim as overall. And uh, Bill and Jill have owned that yeah. one for... Well, as long as I've known them. Yeah, many years. So I think probably about 25. Exactly. I would imagine COVID kept you pretty busy. Yeah. I would think. And even now, going back to children, um, some a lot of children are even going into the hospital for RSV, mm-hmm. which is kind of a new thing that as well. That is a new one. It's a new one. So um, they have to sometimes take breathing treatments yeah. to kind of go back to that. So We're starting to see a lot of that. And actually, um, I just learned last week that there is actually a vaccine 
for it that adults. I, I have. I took, I got you, it. Did you take it? Yep. Yeah. Good for you. Because I know that's the triple threat this fall and winter is the RSV, the flu, and COVID. And I got the flu and that RSV together. Oh, you did? Okay. And I was fine. Perfect. See yeah. there? You're going to be fine. Yeah. And then I got the COVID a week later. Okay. Shot. 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 Okay. Yep. Good. So. Margie's all inoculated up here. Right. Yes. I feel very and I've safe. had my shingle shots. Oh, okay. So I feel very she safe. She is not <laughs> going to get sick this winter. <laughs> I feel very safe sitting next to her for sure. No, I don't have time for that. There, if there's a prevention, then I feel that's my responsibility to address it. Absolutely. You're blessed yeah. then. I want to remind our listeners that if you have a question, you can always call 844-788-3464. We're talking with Julie Rowland from Interim Healthcare. But Julie, Julie, you wear many other hats as <laughs> as I'm hearing, and I don't want to um you know, fall soft on the information that we need to pass out there on interim health care. I know it's a wonderful service that you are providing to yeah. the community for both children and adults. And I'm grateful for the services that um, folks can have there because it's like the first cry for help, right? What do you do? And I know that um, personally, we have a friend uh, that we know of that is very, very ill and could use some skilled nursing care. And I'm going to go home and make the suggestion that she contact your organization to um, to get some help in the matter. And I know she's alone, so that would be wonderful. But what? who, who is Julie? Well, actually, I'm from Statesville. I live very close by to WSIC in Statesville, which has been there for as long as I've been there, mm-hmm. a long time. Um, I think that one of the good things with working with interim and with children is I'm a guardian ad litem for Iredale County, um, which is being an advocate advocate for children that really don't have a voice mm-hmm. that are so young and oh, wow. um, that's so important it is I love it uh, I go out and meet with families and um, might be foster families so we're really just an extension of DSS we're we'll get a call from them we'll get a, a case from DSS and then the volunteers it's a volunteer position as a guardian ad litem then we help them with that case because you have to touch every single person involved with that child. If it's a doctor, if it's a school, if it's the nursery, if it's the foster parents. So it's a very meaningful work, and um, I've loved doing that. I had two foster kids. Oh, okay. And so I, yeah, I had somebody that would come and talk to me about once a month. Yeah, is there and a training that, that goes along? There, there has is. To be. There yeah. is. We um, had to take a class, and it was held at the new guardian ad litem office, which is um, sort of close to the courthouse in Statesville. They have a new location. They used to be in the annex building, but for court, but now they're in an office, behind, sort of behind the. Um, courthouse but yes it was it was a week weekly training I believe we went six weeks um, but it's well worth it it's it is a volunteer position but it's so rewarding um, you just get so close to the families that you're working with and yeah well so, it's so important for those kids to have somebody to talk oh, to oh absolutely too. absolutely so um uh, and I'm certified by the state of North Carolina for peer support specialists. So that helps sometimes with the families that are really struggling or they don't know where to get the resources that they need. So yeah. I can kind of throw that in yeah. there with that. 
You are a world of resources. Oh, Jack, uh, Jack, oh I really, I am just <laughs> jack of all trades, master of none. And apparently like, owns a lot of great jewelry. Yes, so. that's the that's the main thing is the jewelry. Yes, absolutely. I would kind of agree with you. Uh, well, you know, my, my adage is when you do the kind of work that you do or what I do or what Margie does, you have to put the sparkle forward too because sometimes the days can get really heavy and really hard. And if you're not presenting yourself as something that can sparkle from the outside, as well as from the inside, then what's it all about? Exactly. Right? Especially with some of these parents that are really struggling with not knowing what the outcome of the situation is going to be. Are they going to get to adopt? You know, is someone going to come forward and take the child back? That's how it is at Guardian Ad Litem. So to be there for those parents as well is a big help. I don't think they were around when I had Laura. Probably not. No. Probably not. And I got her at age 13, which was just the worst age to get a little girl. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and I'd sit there and talk to the social worker and say she did this and I didn't know quite what to do. And we just talked very openly, which was wonderful. And Laura would sit there and say, yeah, and then she wrote me a nasty letter and I did. (laughs) And we worked it out. Yeah. I love that you're the voice for the voiceless, yes. especially the little ones who yeah. might not be able to, you know, talk about their feelings or what they're going through. So um, when we come back from break, we're going to hear a little bit more from Julie Rowland with Interim Healthcare on the fabulous contributions she's making to our community. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're thrilled to have you, and we want to hear from you as well. If you have a question, please give us a call at 844-STUDIO-4. Also, if you would like to be a guest on this show, we would love to talk to you. Uh, Call that number as well, 844-STUDIO-4, and let Bill know, and he'll make sure that we know. I am sitting here enjoying talking to Julie Rowland. You're fascinating. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if I would use that word, well, but thank I, you, Margie. You know what? It's hard to deal with what you deal with. And I've dealt a lot with hospice myself since I started Little Smiles. Sure. And over the years. And it's hard to deal with people who are not feeling well. It's hard to deal with children who don't even know why they're feeling well. When I had my hip surgeries, I said, my doctor came in and said, I know you. You're going to go back and you're going to start running here, there, and everywhere. (laughs) You've got to go to interim home health and they've got to come to you. Right. So my doctor recommended it, which was great. But if your doctor doesn't, they can still contact you? Absolutely, um, because we do private duty as well. So it doesn't have to come from a facility or a hospital. Um, But like we were talking about during the break, um, with hospitals or when someone's coming out of skilled nursing, if they can have someone to come in the home and help them after falling or having something uh, where they can't you? They're having a hard time using their legs and their arms, and or they're not very steady. It redu- it keeps the hospitals from having to readmit people to come back. Okay. So that's another big reason that it's helpful um, to have home care come into your home when you've gone through an experience like that, especially if you're alone. 
Yeah. Um, you yes. know, it, it, it because now, you, you're very specialized in what you do. Yes. How did you get there? What was your passion uh, driving I, you towards I, this? I think I love old people, older people. <laughs> oh, I'm I so love, glad. Oh, yeah, I, 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 love, I love kids, too, which is really kind of funny because I don't have any of my own, but um, I really enjoy both. So yeah. my, both parents are deceased, so I think that's a, a big draw for me um, for helping um, elderly people and my uh, concern for keeping them. Keeping them safe. Keeping them safe, which kind of goes along with peer support specialists mm-hmm. at can. Um, Just, I think I'm just kind of a a person that likes to serve. I think that's probably a good way to put it. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more comfortable serving. Okay. You know how to make hope happen. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. I like to think so. Yeah, yeah. That's what we call it, a hope dealer. (laughs) Yeah. And try to bring a little bit of light and a little bit of fun and, and, into people's yes. lives, yeah. you know, like I said, when they're struggling, like with a foster family, not knowing if if they're going to be fortunate enough oh, to, no. you know, be the adoptive parents, yeah. as an example, or someone that is elderly that I can help with in-room and send someone home with them that they don't, they'll know they're not going to be alone. Yeah. I would imagine that your work is very fulfilling. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So I also deal with um, Iredell County Council on Aging, and they have members there. So, for example, next month I will go in with Hospice of Iredell County, the business. She's the community outreach, Brooke Connor, and we'll put on a little bingo game and, you know, talk <laughs> briefly about our services. So, you know, it's fun. I'm not it's down a, to bingo yet. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a, a fun, fun and fulfilling thing to do. As a matter of fact, while I was there last week, I happened to go ahead and join the Idol Council on Aging <laughs> so I can go play bingo myself. Good for you. <laughs> I That's remember awesome. my mother saying to me. The day you see me playing bingo, shoot me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I know that uh, on the break we were talking a little bit about your work with Rainbow Kids, which is a hospice program on grief counseling. Way back in the day, I was um, certified as a grief counselor for children, and I worked in Connecticut at a place called the Dougie Center. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dougie was a child that was in the hospital who was experiencing um, end of life. And they sort of formed a philosophy uh, after Dougie that was just like, you, you know what? This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to be like. Children have this magical way of explaining spiritual things to us as well as um, end-of-life times. They have a very different perspective than we as adults do. So sometimes I think that um, children have a much better grasp on those kind of things. So... Tell us about Rainbow yeah, Kids. I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, Rainbow Kids was started by Leanne Darty, and she's from Statesville. And um, she has a master's in social work, and so she just started this program for schools so that they could reach out to the schools in Iredale County mm-hmm. to go in and do grief counseling mm-hmm. after a child had lost has lost a, a parent or a, their special person. It might be a sibling. It might be an aunt, an uncle, grandparents. And it's the beautiful program. It's um just to know that every child that's in school that that is offered to them and then every every um, summer for two weeks they have camp back to back um, 
there's an older age group the first week, younger on the second. And it's all, it's it's a fun camp, but it's still built around grief and dealing with grief. And it's amazing to hear what these kids will share. Um, mm. it's, it'll change your life if yeah. you volunteer for that. It's, so. a, it's actually a privilege <clears throat> to yeah. be able to see a child go through something like yeah. that and be able to talk about it for sure. It really is. You have a very fulfilled life. It sounds like to me, you're making a lot of hope happen. <laughs> I hope so. And I can feel the smiles. Can't you, Margie? Oh, I can. Absolutely. I and can. and what a, what a blessing to, you know, be able to wear so many different hats and do so much good in our community. Yeah. Well, thank you. So thank you for doing that. Julie. Well, thank That's you. amazing. Thank you. And you also can decorate us. <laughs> Yeah, we have plenty of jewelry that we can always bring, definitely bring a smile to someone's face. We were talking on the break about our, our love for jewelry, the three of us. And I think the, the whole building is maybe listing to one side with the weight of the jewelry yeah, that we're wearing exactly, today. Exactly. But you got to bring it, that's for sure. So what else, what else can you tell us? Uh, share of all these fascinating things in your life. There must be a reason why Julie wants to make all of this hope happen for all these people not that you just love adults or older people and children I think probably because I don't have any family Mm -hmm. so I was an only child and my parents were both deceased before I turned 45 and now I don't have any children so my work has always been like my family and I think that's why I enjoy it so much is because it makes me sort of feel a part of something that I wouldn't have otherwise and um, just volunteering it it gives you a good feeling about doing something for other people Mm -hmm. because it does take volunteers to to make things happen with a lot of these programs um so that's i think that's the reason why and i just enjoy it so i think giving can be one of the most rewarding and volunteering can be one of the most rewarding things that we do especially when we're not feeling so good ourselves that's right exactly to recognize that you know well maybe if i go out there and do something good right and especially when we're getting hit from all of these angles on just the different things that the the narrative that's out there and right now if we can just find one thing i mean last week we talked about rescuing excuse me dogs and fostering them and i mean that's (laughs) one way to volunteer and we sat here saying if you get one I'm not going to let you do that. I, 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 both yeah. of our families, I think, were like, thank God you didn't come home with one. Right, I mean, right. that's not for me right now. But I think, you know, th- hearing all of the good that you're doing fills me with hope. And that's it right. helps yeah. me to see that there are good people doing good things in our community and that we're giving back and we're making this um, Lake Norman area, Iredale and Mecklenburg County, a, a special place to be. We all know that it's a special place, right, with all of the, yeah. the lovely things that we do. But um, I'm, I'm delighted to have met you, Julie, and to know that you are making hope happen in our community. And um, we need more Julies. Yes, we do. Well, thank you for having me today. Well, when we come back, we're we still have through. more to say. We're okay. not done with you yet. Okay. We, uh, Margie and I are never at a loss for no. words. So <laughs> we're going to be talking a little bit more with you, maybe on um, how to get in touch with you at Interim Health Home Healthcare. And if anyone has questions, again, you can call the studio, 844-STUDIO-4, and talk to your friends, Margie and Deb, making hope happen with a smile. <laughs> There's 
our music, Margie. I wasn't <laughs> missing that. We've got such a lively little beat here. Thanks, Bill, for that. So we are back with Julie Rowland of Interim Home Health Care, and I just wanted to go over a couple of services that they provide. I know that, um, you know, they say if you're coming out of the hospital, but some of those services might be transportation to and from a doctor's appointment. If you needed help with grocery shopping, outpatient surgery, there's also some personal care and supportive services, uh, bathing, dressing, housework, meal preparation, medication reminders. There are full I'm calling service. tomorrow. Honestly, they are full service. <laughs> exactly. And I know that they're, um, they have a low hourly rate when they work with Medicare um, and that they can um, help get you straight after um, either coming home from the hospital or if you're dealing with a child that has had some traumatic brain injury or is a preemie or needs some IV infusion or pain management, all, all of those things that you can think of. Um, um, you know, there's community assistance programs that they can help you with. There's private pay. They can take insurance, and they also work with Medicaid. So Correct. if you are um, in need of their services, you can call their offices at 704-658-0555. That's an easy number. Yeah. yeah. I think we can we can remember that. And but, they're easy to work with. And we have a great staff. Yes. So we really do. We have CNAs, mm-hmm. RNs. So our staff is really, really a great staff. I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question as someone who provides um, workforce development services. Are you hiring? <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Yeah. always. So we, it's ongoing. Yep. Yeah. So it we, really is. We always get um, ladies at Hope House that are either CNAs or or something like that. And I know we have two currently that are seeking employment, and I will refer them your way. Please because do. They are fabulous young ladies. One has been in the um, CNA world for 17 years. Absolutely. So she's extremely skilled. Absolutely. Like Just, I said, we're always hiring. That's awesome. So if you're um, also looking for some employment, you can reach out to Interim Healthcare also. And they also have a website at um, interimhealthcare.com. You can read a little bit more about them by going on their website and learning about some of the things. I, I love... This statement, it says here on one of their flyers, it's good to be home, especially when you're a child. And Margie, to your point, how traumatic it must be for a child to be in the hospital. And, you know, as an adult, it's traumatic, but more more so, I think, as a child, not understanding what you're going through. So imagine if you can get that care at home. Yeah. And be comfortable. Well, it was even when Alex, my son, broke his neck when he was 15 Mm -hmm. and bringing him home the first time. I didn't know how to handle it. I was afraid to have him Very do anything. Very scary. Yeah. I could yeah. imagine. And I'm thinking too, Margie, um, you know, I know most of the services that Little Smiles provides in ho- in the hospital, but if someone were caring for a sick child at home, could they contact you Absolutely. also? Okay. Absolutely. And how would they get in touch with you? 704-661-5223. Okay. Because we want to make sure that all of our little ones out Basically, there... Basically, we work through the nurses. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if there is a child hurting, suffering, as you know, we mm-hmm. have a store, two storage units full. Okay. I don't have time to play with all those toys. And I think you're going to get supported by Toys for Tots for the holiday we season, We always right? have. Yes. Always yes. have. So I'm sure there's more coming your way. Yeah. And wherever there's a child in need, whether it's Hope House Hospital, anywhere in our community, we want to make sure that um, you reach out to Margie or myself yeah. in order to put a smile back on their face. Well, and even the police officers, the fire department, mm-hmm. 
I have a very cute story. I had the police department, I think it was Cornelius Police Department, up at our storage unit. And I said, take whatever you want. Just take it. Fill the bag. And my daughter-in-law had just moved here, <laughs> and she was speeding, and she got stopped by a police officer. And she, she finally said, I don't mean to be rude, but you have a pig in the back window. <laughs> and he said, I was just in the storage unit with this woman who kept saying, take more. you got to take more. She said, that would have been my mother-in-law, little smiles. And he said, yeah. Because in my car, too, I have in my trunk tons of toys. If I ever see a child who's fallen, who's hurting, I want to be able to give them something to make them feel better right away. Yeah, absolutely. I know that um, yesterday we had an amazing visit at the Hope House from a uh, Girl Scout troop with brownies, cadets, whatever all they were called. And they had made mosaic rocks um, Uh. representing their families. And so they wanted to come and place them around. And they were like, are the the children going to be here? Can the children come out and play with us? And so a lot of our kids did come out and play with them. And just to see them all exchange um, hugs and support to each other. I, I think the, the children at the Hope House are feeling the effects of that today. Sure They're they are. feeling a little lighter and yeah. a little bit more And um, I forgot, careful. I have a guitar in my car for you to give to Lisa, who okay. has a child that wants one. Okay, awesome. <laughs> wow, awesome. how cool is that? <laughs> That's a guitar. Awesome. What if someone said they wanted a piano, Margie? Would you fit that in your car? Um, We'd have to have that delivered. <laughs> I think it would have to be delivered. I'd have to be so. Delivered. I think so. Well, I am so delighted that I, I got to spend this hour with you, and especially you, Margie, too, knowing that there are children that are going to be happier today as a result of uh, having you in their life and, and having Julie, knowing that there are folks in our community, older folks and younger folks, that um, you know you don't need to suffer there's no. someone there for you and that you can contract with someone that can provide the care that you need. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking again of the, that someone that I know of that um, I have to go home and share this number to say, there's no need for you to be suffering. There's there, someone yeah. that you can call yeah. that can come to your aid because I, I'm not a skilled nurse. I certainly can't uh, no. provide any of those kind of services as a neighbor. I can make soup and I can bring flowers, but I can't give you what you're probably in need of right now. So I'm delighted to know that um, interim healthcare is out there and that, Julie, you're out there promoting it yeah, and um, letting our community know that great things are happening as a result of that. They are. And it it just feels good to be getting back after being apart for so long because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And trying to get back to some type of normal yeah. life. Yes. I don't think normal exists anymore. I don't think so either. I, think I don't think so either. I, I heard a long time ago, it's a setting on your washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think normal is on my washing machine anymore. I think it's all oh, They take it compl- off crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's many more complicated words that they use now for, right. for that. But High no. maintenance wash. Right. That's exactly what it is. It's it's uh, all of that kind of stuff. But I know that, you know, really when be serious for a moment with all the things that are happening in our community and the narrative that's out there to know that um, there's always hope to hang on to yeah. and there's good things that are happening. Yes. With, get yourself a Julie in your life, mm-hmm. right? Who could be a guardian M light, a, a rainbow kid person, <laughs> a, let's see, what else? Is she, a peer support specialist and works at interim healthcare. Um, she is all rounded and um, really doing good in our community. And um, I'll sleep a little better tonight 
knowing that there are folks in need in our community that yeah. might be getting um, some answers for themselves. So um, I'm delighted that we have this time with her. I know that um, I feel better. How about you? Much better. And and I know the kids that have benefited from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about already I've created in my mind a picture of the little boy with a guitar that he's going to get. <laughs> yeah, that's how, awesome. How exciting is that? Yeah. I hope he's um, going to go on to do great things with that <laughs> guitar. You know, sometimes you hear these stories of musicians that that's, you know, how it started. They'll say, someone gave me or donated a, a guitar yeah. to me, yeah. a gift or whatever. And they ask for so little. They do. We have a, a young girl at Hope House now who's receiving um, scholarship to the Kane Art Center to learning some piano lessons. And um, one of the commitments was that you will go home and practice, right? So if you're living in a homeless shelter, how are you going to practice on a piano yeah. that does not exist yes. there? So they gifted her with a keyboard. And this child has completely changed. 180 is very serious about the commitment she made with practicing and learning her um, new music. So again, the Kane Art Center doing good in our community for uh-huh. kids. And uh, no, I should have called you, Margie, when we were looking for a, a keyboard for her. Why didn't you? Because Kane Art Center took care of it. So <laughs> I didn't have to. They beat uh, you to the punch, that's for sure. So what's uh, on your calendar for the rest of the week, Margie? Um, just keeping busy. I've got an appointment <clears throat> meeting tomorrow with... Um, Novant. Okay. And doing some work there, trying to get some technology for the hospitals for the kids that can't get out of bed so that they've got something to do. Great. Yeah. We had a meeting on Friday with Atrium with a a new uh, program they're launching to on Healthy People Initiative. And um, there is some really good stuff happening in our community right now. There is. We have to concentrate on that. and uh, I know for us, well, I know from here, I get to go to my HOA meeting. <laughs> I know how many people are probably really jealous of me right now that I serve on an HOA board as well. But um, you got to do that, too. You got to keep order in the Yes, world. you do. You do. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. do. And we um, we have a great neighborhood and we want to keep it that way, too. Yeah. So I know. What's up for next week? Who are we talking to next week? We are talking to the Queen of Cornelius. <gasps> The mayor's Sharon wife. Mm. My dear friend. Yep. I don't know if I can sit in the same room with you two. <laughs> <laughs> well, just bring on the jewelry. We'll let you in. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that. I know that um, Sharon probably has a, a great story. We are that... both going to be modeling at Coco Couture's first. Well, oh. All right, then. Okay. And then we'll come over here. Well, with the clothes? Well, I'm not coming without them. No. <laughs> Well, I will be excited to hear about that next week. Uh, We'll be visiting with Sharon Washam, the um, illustrious Sharon Washam, who is married to the mayor of Cornelius, Woody Washam, who is, um, it's an election year. So get out there and cast your votes for the people that you care about and that are doing good in our community as well. We know... um, all about that. And I'm sure Justin can talk about that with the, the <laughs> moderating the, the commissioner. So next week, uh, Margie and I will be coming to you. You've been listening to Community Center with Debbie O'Hanley and Margie Kyle and our guest, Julie Rowling. Tuesday at 3 for Community Center on WSIC. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.